Hey everybody, it's Jeanette. And Megan, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Robert Hansen. Um, he is a super crazy murderer, and he's from Alaska. Before we get into that, we have a little announcement, which seems like often now. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Um, Jeanette, do our announcement. Um, first, I wanted to say Happy Christmas, Merry New Year's, and um, ha- Happy Hanukkah, season's greetings, like whatever you celebrate, mm-hmm. celebrate it to the fullest. Big. We will be celebrating, so we're going to be taking the next two weeks off. We will be back on January 10th. For our one-year anniversary. One year. We're so excited that we've made it almost an entire year of podcasting. And the next time we talk to you guys, we will have made it to a year of podcasting. That's right. You want some podcasting statistics, Megan? I love podcasting statistics. I knew it. Please Um, give them all to me. So our first episode was released on January 2nd of 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, We currently have 44 episodes available to listen to. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) Um, We have a five-star rating. High five. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. We also have... I mean, just to keep on bragging about us, we have uh, four whole comments about how we're cute and how Jeanette is everyone's favorite and how (laughs) talented we are and how people are obsessed with us. So thank you, people. Thank you. Thank you, all four (laughs) commenters. We love that. It makes our whole year. Yeah, it does. And those are my statistics. Oh, and I wanted to say that since we're not going to be on the air for the next two weeks, if you're looking for a badass podcast to listen to, try out To Live and Die in L.A. It is riveting. 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 Swear. And that's it. I'm sorry. I kept going on and on. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. I love that announcement. So now we're going to talk about Robert Hansen. Yeah. Robert was born in Idaho in 1940, and he was incredibly shy growing up. He didn't really have a lot of friends, and he used to get picked on in school a lot because he had really bad acne, and he stuttered, and I guess he just wasn't that great of a looking dude, you know? So he grew up resenting all these girls that would always turn him down when he'd try to put himself out there. And this is the story of Robert Hansen. Robert moved to Idaho with his dad, and his dad was a baker. And when he graduated from high school, he followed in his dad's footsteps and also became a baker. He got married in 1961 to his first wife, but not even... A year into their marriage, they got divorced. He met another woman who also lived in Idaho that kind of seemed to be a better match for him. And they decided that they wanted to move to Alaska. They wanted to start a fresh life where Robert didn't already have a reputation. You know, just 
start completely over. They move all the way to Alaska, and Robert opened up his own bakery, and he was doing really well, and he started taking flying lessons, which I think would be super cool and fun. Yeah. And uh, he started to make a lot of friends, and he was very outdoorsy, which living in Alaska, I feel like you would have to be, and yeah. the men would have to be. So he started hunting, and he was really skilled at it, and he just sounds like he's a pretty decent dude, like a nice guy, yeah. and he's liking his life because he kind of has it all, and he has two children with his wife. Okay, so it sounded like he had kind of a rough start being like a shy kid with acne that got picked on, but then like he obviously found love moved to alaska that sounds cool and was yeah. living life sounds pretty normal yeah, and he's and he's finally doing it you know he's finally making it but in 1972 robert was arrested twice and the first time he was arrested it was because he abducted somebody's wife and attempted to rape her but, like, thank God she got away. She got away from him, and she reported him to the police. So, like, what? And then the second time he got arrested was because he raped a prostitute. And I know that that might sound, like, crazy or whatever, but there's, yeah. there's a transition made, you know, sex and money. Well, no money happened. Okay. So she was like, no sex. And he got her, and she did not get away. But she reported him to the police. And he went to jail. Oh, so, so sorry. I want to tell you what he was charged with. Cause, yeah, what was he charged with? Because I'm going to come back to this Ooh. a little bit later. Okay. Um, he was charged with assault and rape. And he was okay. sent to jail. And he was there for less than six months. Shame. Less than six months for that. And I think that that's ridiculous. But when he was released, he was arrested for shoplifting. So, what was he shoplifting? Do you know? Um, uh, I want to say it was a saw. Oh, okay. I want to so like say. Tools? Yeah, it was a. I, I'm pretty positive it was a saw. Um, okay, I was just curious. Yeah. He was supposed to serve five years in prison for larceny, but the Alaska Supreme Court ruled that that sentence is way too harsh. And uh, first of all, why is shoplifting a heavier, more severe penalty than abducting people and raping them? That's what I was just thinking. I was going to ask you, wait a minute, so he got... Five years for stealing a saw, but only six months for abducting and raping someone? Yeah. Yeah. But um, he didn't yeah. serve the five years because they felt like it was too harsh. I don't remember what he served. It was something, something stupid. Mm -hmm. But second, his wife is just hanging around for this. Like, I don't get why... She's with him after she knows that he's charged with these things. But she stays. She stays. And she's there for him when he gets out of prison. So when he gets out, he starts his bullshit again. He starts targeting, um, they're mostly just prostitutes and exotic dancers. And I think that he picked those girls because they're kind of easy targets. 
And if you're a prostitute, you might not be filed as missing, you know? You might not report it like that first girl did. They'll jump in your car. Like, someone who's not working for sex on the street is not going to jump in a car with a stranger. Right, right. Like, at least he can get them to cooperate. They're more vulnerable. So, um, he would pick up these girls, and he would fill their heads with all these fantasies about how he's going to spoil them, and he's going to take them to his private plane because he had ended up purchasing a private jet um, because his business was doing so well, his bakery. Also, the money. Like, I'll give you money. So, they were, like, going with him. But... What he was doing was telling these women that he wasn't going to pay them. Like, once he had taken them so far, he would be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm switching this up. That's not how we're doing this. I'm not going to give you money. And I have connections with the police station, so I can have you arrested for prostitution. Like, that's what he would tell these girls. So they basically had no choice but to cooperate with the things that he was asking for of them. But what he would do is he would, uh, after he was, like, assaulting these women, he would have them stripped down. And he would have them go into the Alaskan wilderness, butt naked, And he started hunting them because he liked to hunt. To kill them? Yeah. Yeah. He was hunting them to kill them after he basically tortured them. Um, What a psycho. Right? Right? Alaska realized that they had a murderer on their hands in 1980. Uh, Construction workers were working in a field and they're digging stuff up and they found the remains of a woman who had been stabbed to death. But they were never able to identify the body of her, so they didn't really know where to start, I guess. And Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how old the body was whenever they found it, but then within the same year... Another woman um, was found, and her name was Joanne, and she was discovered in a shallow grave. Um, and she was in a, she was also found in a different town. They weren't in the same town, but I guess people just don't show up missing like that. So they mm-hmm. knew somebody was out there. A little while later, police were called because some hunters were out, and while they were looking through the trails and stuff. They found another lady. She was a topless dancer, and her name was Sherry. And they think that she was dead for about 10 months. So it's like all these girls are starting to come up in the fields all through Alaska. Oh, my God. Listen to this shit. So... Robert felt like it was getting too difficult to keep dragging these women out into the wilderness, into his plane and stuff. So he felt it would be best to just bring them to his house. He booked his wife and his two children tickets for a European vacation and sent them to Europe. So that way the house would be empty for him to bring women into. Oh, so he didn't go with his family. He sent his family away so he could stay at home and play. Yeah. Not only that, he was putting ads into the paper, 
like wanting company and um, that he was lonely and like trying to get women to reach out to him so they can like have a connection or friends or whatever, you know? The balls, the balls on this guy. Is this like an anonymous thing? Wouldn't the people in your town be seeing that you're in the the newspaper, like asking for women? Is it anonymous? <laughs> I feel like it, at the very least, the um, newspaper company would know who bought the ad and what the ad said, like be able to link it that way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he probably just says like, lonely dude looking for a lady call this number and yeah, yeah, yeah. he had a different line for his ad i don't know yeah yeah so like that's crazy he was just portraying himself in the newspaper as this lonely guy who needs company but that is where he messes up that's where he messes up because that's when he meets 17 year old cindy paulson and mm -hmm. she yeah, she's a sex worker. She's a badass. So, Cindy... <laughs> Cindy meets up with Hanson, and there is an agreement that she'll get a couple hundred dollars for BJ. And okay. once it was over, he switched the deal up and was like, nope, I'm not paying you. I'm not paying you. And he handcuffed her. After he handcuffs her, he kidnapped her and he took her to his place where he assaulted her all throughout the night. And um, I was reading that he said that he was getting bored with, like, being at his house. So he had her get dressed and he was going to take her to the plane because he was gonna hunt her he was planning on hunting her he was telling her like all the things that he would do to her and what he can do to make her go missing and she's freaking out you know because she's like 17 mm -hmm. but i'm sure any age you yeah. would be freaking out absolutely but she was smart she recognized like how to get to his house and how to get to the plane when she gets to the plane he goes to unhandcuff her, and he got one of her handcuffs loose, and he thought that she would just get right on the plane as she was being told to do. She did not get on that plane. She booked it. She just shot off and started running because I guess she knows in her mind, like, either he's going to kill me or he's going to kill me as I try to leave. Like, right. Dead either way. But she got away because he didn't really chase after her. He, oh, I forgot to mention this. He had had her stripped down again, so literally all she had was her handcuffs. She runs into a police officer driving, and she was like, this dude's going to kill me. Like, he's going to kill me. He try He's trying to kill me. And they took her in, and they're trying to figure out, like, who she's talking about because she's hysterical. When she calms down, she tells them, this is where he lives. Because I don't think she knew his name. So she was like, this is where he lives. And when the police took her to the house, they were, like, shocked. Because they know that house. Hmm. They know Robert lives there. And he's a really nice guy. And he's such a great neighbor and citizen. And he's the baker. And he wouldn't do that. Yeah. But then she was able to take them to his plane also. So I think they kind of started to think, uh, well... Maybe it's true. Mm -hmm. um, and then police started kind of 
piecing together that the women who were coming up missing and the women who were being found all had the same profession. They're all in the same like line of work. And then that's when Robert became a suspect. Way to go, Cindy. Yeah. So uh a few other things they noticed about their victims. Um, They all pretty much had the same, how they're killed the same. Um, They're killed with hunting guns, such as a .223 caliber Ruger mini uh, rifle. I don't know what kind of gun that is. I don't know guns. But (laughs) they were either shot with that rifle or they were stabbed to death with hunting knives. And all the women that they found had bullet holes or stab wounds on their bodies, but not through their clothes. So after they were murdered, they were dressed. Okay. Weird, right? Like, why do you strip yeah. them down naked to hunt them and then dress them afterwards? Yeah, that's weird. So, yeah, the, the all these things started kind of making him a suspect, Robert a suspect, because he's a really skilled hunter. During the time of the murders, police did ask Robert about them, and they questioned him, but they felt like he was such a likable and respectable man that there's no way he could do that. Plus, when they uh, interviewed him, he had witnesses and alibis. So they're like, all right, he didn't do it. But then they started thinking, you know what? Let's go interview the witnesses again. And when Mm -hmm. they started putting pressure on the witnesses, that's when they started to crack and say, I wasn't with him. He told me to say this. Um, he told me he was in a little bit of trouble and blah, blah, blah. Like, all these reasons, but... So they were lying the whole time? They lied. I don't know if they got in trouble. They should have gotten in trouble because you're lying. Yeah. Um, if somebody came up to me and was like, set, well, I don't know, if you... <laughs> or or Pete was like, hey, maybe, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. They, he lied. He lied. They lied. He lied. They lied. That's that's the thing. It's starting to fall apart. Mm-hmm. It's all falling apart. So police were able to get warrants to go into Robert's house because now they. Now they're like, oh, you were caught in all these lies. And when they started going through his home, they were finding things that were really odd that they didn't expect to find. But I think that they did expect to find them. Let me tell you this first. A psychologist said or told the police the type of person they were looking for. Someone with low self-esteem. Uh, someone who's a skilled hunter, someone who's been uh, rejected a lot, particularly by women. And this person who is ever killing these girls would keep a souvenir to remind him of the murder. And now these are the items found in Robert's home. He had the rifle, the exact same rifle, and he has the hunting knives. And once they were tested, they did come up positive as being the murder weapons. Uh, They found a map. With 20, like, locations marked off. And four of those locations, police had found the bodies already. So they knew that those other 16 pins probably had more bodies. 
They found newspaper clippings in his home that would talk about the murders. And he had pieces of jewelry that belonged to the victims. Case closed, buddy. Like, that's pretty solid evidence. How crazy is it to know a crime so well to know the type of person who committed it? Because, like, check, 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 all of it checks off. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, those people, those FBI people that can tell you what kind of person, the profilers, that fascinates me. That is so crazy. Yeah. Um, Robert Hansen was arrested in October 1983, and he was charged with assault, kidnapping, weapons offenses, theft, and insurance fraud, but not murder. So I thought that was really weird. Like, where's the murder? And where's the insurance fraud? Like, what did he do for insurance fraud? What do you mean? Uh, His bail was set $500,000. But what about the murder? And what insurance fraud? Uh, And did they ever go investigate the other 16 places on the map? Did they find anybody else? Yes, so after he was arrested, he led police to the 15 uh, or 16 other grave sites in Nick River Valley. That's where he was taking all these women. Uh, But out of those 16 spots, only 12 of the women were found. I don't know where the Mm -hmm. other four were. But, I mean, if you're in the woods, it could be animals and shit like that. On February 27th, 1984... Hansen was sentenced to 461 years plus life and will never receive parole. So, finally, justice has been served. Yeah, but not for murder. Not for murder. I don't get why... I don't get why murder wasn't a charge on there, but he did receive life in 461 years. So it might as well be a murder charge. But if he's not charged for murders for each one of those women's cases, don't their cases remain open? Like, I don't don't get it. Well, I read that he made a plea deal. So maybe it was going to be death penalty or you show us where the women are and you'll get light. Mm-hmm. So that's a possibility. That is the weirdest. I right? don't get it. Yeah. I think Tell so me too. his wife finally left him. Tell me she finally was like, yo, we're getting a divorce. Well, she did. After he was sentenced. After he was sentenced, she divorced him. She and the children tried to stay in Alaska, but they were only able to withstand it for two years because I guess the kids were getting super bullied in school because their dad's a rapist murderer. So they, she sent him divorce papers and they moved away. I'm not sure where. Fresh start somewhere Fresh start. But he was put into a maximum security prison in Pennsylvania. And then later he was transferred to a brand new prison in uh, Seward, Alaska called uh, Spring Creek Correctional. And that is where he died in 2014 Mm -hmm. at age 75. Dang. But between the years of 1973 and 1983, Hansen had murdered 17 women and had raped over 30. That's awful. 
he's horrible. He is horrible. How do you have like a really good life where you own your own business? You make enough to have your own private jet and your own spot of land for your own private airport. You have a wife. You have children. You have friends. Mm -hmm. Like, what is wrong with you? Because you were bullied? Because you were bullied in school. Is that your whole thing? Mm -hmm. Get over it. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, but I wanted to discuss Robert Hansen today because I did not know that he existed until recently, and he just was so intriguing. It's fucked up enough to, like, rape women, but then the hunting part is next level fucked up. Right? It's horrible. Horrible. I wanted our last episode to be a real doozy. Well, this was a doozy, Megan. Good, good pick. Thank you. Um, do you have anything to add before we sign off for the rest of the year, for the rest of 2021? I hope everyone has a great holiday and Happy New Year! Happy New Year! And I want to be Happy your first... Holidays. I want to be your first New Year kiss, so... <laughs> there. I hope everyone has a great new year. We love you so much. And thank you for listening and being with us this entire year. It was awesome and amazing and super fun. Yeah. Okay. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.